first speaker. Our speaker today is going to talk about a new nine-week digital workshop he created around financial literacy training. He will share why it's important today and how it changed his life for the better. Matt Warren will share with us the steps he and his partner took to get out of the huge debt he had dug prior to getting into recovery. As part of his innovative planning project, Level 3, Matt will share with us a speech titled Financial Literacy Training. He will share with us an easy to follow breakdown of the baby steps to financial freedom in a simple to understand order. The purpose of this innovative planning project is titled Present a Proposal. Let's hear what he is proposing today. Mr. Trimer, Matt will be five to seven minutes. Please help me welcome Joseph Matthews Matmore with the presentation of financial literacy training. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, John, for that warm welcome. Financial literacy training is key to improving the financial stability of millions of Americans. I have developed and facilitate personal financial literacy training workshops for students and adults of all ages who struggle with clarity around numbers. In 2021, I launched the idea of creating a nine-week digital workshop series to guide newcomers all the way from the basics of keeping a spending plan and spending journal to time tracking and utilizing an income plan, savings plan, and a debt repayment plan too. Madam President, fellow Toastmasters and guests, my proposal today is to gauge your interest level in the basic idea of, would you be interested in learning more about the kind of financial literacy training I'm going to share with you today. What I'm realizing now that I've finally gained clarity around finances is that Americans as a whole seem to be like I was, chronically vague about their numbers. Many borrow too much, aren't good about repaying, repaying debt, and, and postpone planning for retirement until it's right in front of them. Statistics bring focus to the problem. If hit with a $1,000 emergency, around 40% of Americans in 2021 said they wouldn't be able to cover it with the money they had on hand. 40%. The tools I'm sharing utilize spreadsheets, a basic daily journal, and a little dedication to try this way of living for 30 to 90 days. When I hit rock bottom in my life after my granddad passed away, I decided to stop drinking March 1st, four years ago. I found myself verdant and at the end of my rope in all areas of my life, especially around money. I felt isolated like I was out on an island that I had created, lost in a sea of debt. I had racked up over $68,000 in credit card debt in what seemed like overnight. I had six-figure lines of credit for my solar business, loans from my parents, car payments, and you name it. I tried to leverage it, and I was over $330,000 in debt at age 33, and that didn't even include our home, which I, we were behind on in payments as well. With the help of a 12-step program called Debtors Anonymous, in combination with Dave Ramsey's and many other podcasts, I stopped debting just for today, one day at a time. 
I surrendered what I thought I knew about money to my higher power and listened to these people's suggestions and soon enough started taking action in the form of baby steps. These are the steps that my wife and I took. Number one, we saved $1,000 and put it into an, an emergency fund. We completed that March 1st, 2019, exactly one year after getting sober. I was now ready to focus on cleaning up our financial mess. Baby step number two, we made a list of all our active consumer debt, listing them from smallest to largest. We followed the, the debt snowball method to knock out those as quickly as we could. We paid off $68,000 in 15 months by March 6, 2020, two years after my sobriety date. I share my spreadsheet on how to do that in the workshop. Baby step number three. Then we worked together and built up a prudent reserve of three to six months of our household expenses. We accumulated $30,000 in our rainy day fund by February 26, 2021. How did we know what our three to six months worth of household expenses were, you might ask. I started tracking our daily income and expenses in what is called a spending journal. At the top of my daily moleskin journal, I simply write all income and expenses for that day. Then I take those numbers and put them into a spending plan spreadsheet. Each day it gets a column, which soon adds up to a month. Once I had three to six months, I could take an average amount for that category and establish what is called a spending plan. Thank you. I, I, I share the exact spreadsheet that I use, which includes those categories line by line. Some people refer to this as a budget, but I like spending plan because budgets sound too constricting. With the spending plan, we can now take averages and predict what we need to have in, in savings to cover an emergency of three to six months without ever having to debt again. Baby step four was to start saving 15% of all our income towards retirement. How do you track that? We had to create an income plan. I share that tool as part of the workshop too. How does an income plan work? What does it look like? I'll take you on a, a deep dive. Baby step five was we saved for our saved for our daughter's college fund. We have $40,000 saved today with a goal of having a total of $80,000 saved over the next nine years. Baby step number six, pay off our house. We are now not just paying the monthly mortgage, but we are actively paying this debt down by applying extra money each month toward the principal. We should have it paid off in three to five years, God willing. I share how to track that in the debt repayment plan. Baby step seven, once all that is done, we plan to save our income up and pay cash for real estate that will produce passive income and create long-term wealth. I want to leave a legacy for my family, but just as important, I want to share the financial literacy training I've learned. If, if you were to have the opportunity to participate in a nine-week virtual financial literacy training workshop, would you? Would you want to see these tools and spreadsheets broken down into an easy-to-follow systematic approach? I challenge you to try this way of living 
and get on our sign-up sheet so that I can let you know when the training launches next. The clarity around finances creates sanity and serenity. And that, my friend, is contagious. Madam President, fellow Toastmasters and guests, thank you for letting me share. Today's evaluation on Matt's presentation. Jory, take it away. Very good. I shall, thank you. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Matt, for speaking to us today. Perhaps only a limited amount of time left when you can still claim to be verdant in terms of uh, your Toastmasters experience, as this is now, is it your third speech that you've shared with us today? And I just have a few comments for you. This speech was to do something rather specific, um, and so I noted that you had a lot of, I noted that you had notes. As opposed to some of your earlier speeches, I thought they were a little more obvious to us as the listeners, and perhaps that's because you were holding them up. And I think, generally speaking, I don't mind it when speakers refer to notes. I think that's something that we all do. But perhaps something that can make it less, less immediately evident is if you had the notes on the table, and then you reference them as opposed to to having them in your hand where it can be easier to focus on them as a listener instead of focusing on you. And that's just because as a habit, when you move your hands, you move the notes in your hand. Some things that I think you did quite well in your speech was to refer to numbers from time to time. I noticed, for example, that you were introducing points of data at different points, and these were kind of interesting and, and related to your topic and also how you numbered the baby steps. I thought that was helpful for keeping track and pacing throughout the speech. One thing that I thought could have been helpful, and in part because there was such a large number of baby steps, is that the end of your speech, I think after between the final baby step and the conclusion of your speech, like the end of it, was a little bit shorter than it could have been, perhaps. When you have, for example, I think it was up to seven baby steps, a time where you step back and you synthesize those for the audience could be could be helpful. I know for me as a listener it would have been would have been helpful, uh, just because like okay like right there's these seven steps, perhaps a short way to remind people of of the steps or at least sort of the categories of steps or, or some other way of synthesizing them. As you led into what that would mean for the workshop, for example, it could have given the listeners some structure there that would have been helpful. But I think, again, the, 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 act, the center of the speech was quite strong, and I thought your introduction was, was pretty good as well. Good way to catch us in. Uh, there wasn't any mis misconceptions about what you were about to speak about, so I thought you did that quite well as well. All right. And thank you again for giving us your speech this morning. Thank you. All right. Good job, Jory. Thank you. Now there's a 